Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share Home Threads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to HomeThreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. HomeThreads, love where you live. That's HomeThreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, Build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. Is anyone else struggling with what to wear these days? I've been pretty frustrated with getting dressed over the last few months as I've navigated body changes, and some days I quite literally have no idea what to wear. Enter Armoire. Armoire allows you to rent high quality designer clothing for every occasion. When I signed up, I took a style quiz, and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my life. I've been renting clothes from Armoire for a while now, and the more I rent, the more on point the suggestions get. Plus, you send what you wear back, which is a great way to try new styles without waste. Armoire also has such a fantastic range of options. Whether you're planning an outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or maybe a family event, or just need some updated options for everyday life, you'll be the best-dressed person in the room without ever having to find time for an exhausting shopping day. Right now, Didn't I Just Feed You listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash D-I-J-F-Y. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-I-J-F-Y to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Megan, I have such exciting news. The award-winning podcast, Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls, is back with an all-new season. This time, you'll hear stories narrated by incredible women from the worlds of art, music, business, and sports about amazing immigrant women from all over the planet that have helped change the world in so many ways. I know! Ella and I love to listen, and this season we've been hearing stories about women, including Carmen Miranda, an acclaimed dancer and movie star from Brazil, Teresa Lee, an activist working to bring dreamers out of the shadows, and Noor Inayat Khan, a princess who became a spy. I love that you listen with Ella, and you know what? I listen with Oliver, too. Research shows that only 19% of children's books showcase women with jobs or career ambition. The Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls podcast is an amazing resource for parents of children of any gender to inspire, educate, and instill confidence in all little rebels everywhere. The new season started on September 15th. Catch up now with your little rebel. You can find the Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls award-winning educational podcast on your favorite podcast player. You know, getting to connect in a way that we weren't able, all of us, a collective we weren't able to this year, you know, like it could, it made me feel productive. It made me feel like I was spending time with a friend. It took me away from my family. (laughs) 
So I, it's been, it really helped sustain me, to be completely honest. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Reflections of the way life used to be. Remember that song? Yes. Now that you're singing it in key. <laughs> no, I'm not. I never sing in key. That's how I know you love me. That's how I know you love me. I feel so warm and happy right now. Oh, good. Singing good. is my favorite, and I am the worst singer, and my kids are brutal to me about mine it. Mine too. Mine too. Oh, you guys, I'm Stacy, and that was me singing terribly in your ear, attempting to <laughs> sing the chorus of Reflections by Diana Ross, and you just heard a very important warm moment between two friends. Uh, and I'm Megan, and I hope this whole episode is going to feel warm and cozy, because we're going to take a minute. <laughs> To share what we're looking forward to in 2021 and share a peek at what's ahead for didn't I just feed you. So maybe not a lot of food talk this week, although I I bet because I know us and because (laughs) I love you, we're going to thread some food things in here somehow, some way. So before we get into it, don't forget to subscribe right where you're listening. And if you find yourself with an extra minute, we'd love if you could leave us a reading or a review. Those ratings help other busy home cooks find us and helps us help them. So help us help other folks. Okay, I have an idea. <laughs> okay, we are recording me. a little bit ahead of time. Yeah. So hopefully by the time this airs, this number will be larger. But we currently have 357 ratings. On iTunes. On iTunes. Do you think that by the end of the year, we can get, I don't know, like, what do you to think? 400? I, 400 feels like a lot. But that we do feels get, ambitious. It feels but... ambitious, but we get reviews every single week. Every and week. if you guys go to iTunes to listen to this, or you happen to be there to listen to another favorite podcast after you're all caught up and didn't I just feed you, maybe check it out and try to help us get to 400. That would be such an amazing way to end the year ever. So there, (laughs) that's all I've got to say on that. (laughs) Reflections Um, of the way life used to be. be. I think this is a good, that's a great segue into talking about (laughs) what are some things that we're planning for didn't I just feed you for 2021? Can we share? I think are we I allowed can. to? We're the boss. <laughs> we can do what we want. <laughs> it's amazing. Although we do have a fake, a made-up boss lady. We do. I think she would allow. <laughs> that is, we call her boss lady. She's some sort of like, like holographic version of a combination of you and me. Yeah, for sure. Do you remember Jem? I don't remember Jem, but my niece got really into Jem a couple years ago. And so I'm like familiar with it. Did Jem come back? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I was really into Jem and the holograms when I was young, but that's for another episode. So didn't I just feed you in 2021? You guys, it's been, is this going to be technically next August? Are we going to be four years old? No. Three years. Right? Uh, uh, uh. We started in 2017, 2018, 2018. 
Okay, so we'll be three years along. Yeah. Three full years. That's bananas. First of all, I really do want to, in all earnestness, take a second to thank everybody who's listening, who has ever listened, who has ever recommended Didn't I Just Feed You, who's part of our listeners group and our community, especially, because that's a place that we really want to, like, grow and spend time and double down on in 2021. It's sort of crazy how this has grown in two and a half years. I think at the end of last year, we were pretty ambitious and we teased a class and some other stuff that, because of the global pandemic, did not pan out. Right. That's right. But I do want to also say I'm really proud of us because despite there being a pandemic and both of us like having basically our whole family's home for the last year, we somehow didn't take a break this year. Usually we take like a week off around the holidays or for summer and we just like, we kind of killed it. We just kept going because we just didn't want to let you guys down. Can I also be real? And you don't, Megan, you don't have to respond or reciprocate. This was also my time recording with you was a respite from the like groundhog day nature (laughs) of my life this past year. So it was like, it was... You know, getting to connect in a way that we weren't able, all of us, a collective we weren't able to this year, you know, like it could, it made me feel productive. It made me feel like I was spending time with a friend. It took me away from my family. (laughs) So I, it's been, it really helped sustain me to be completely honest. Yeah, I would agree 100%. Even the occasional weeks where it was like so hard to record because everyone was home and both of us are like constantly muting our mics because like there's a dog barking or there's a kid interrupting because they need help with their class link login. (laughs) Somehow we still just did it. And I I, like there's something about that that I, I love and appreciate and hold in my heart so much. And I do also feel like it is what fueled us. I feel like even though this year has been about maintaining the status quo and just growing our community and fitting in what we could, recording episodes, getting up show notes, being on social, we did start a regular Thursday night live on Instagram that we weren't sure we'd be able to keep up, but we have and we will continue to. And in fact, I think in 2021, we have our, we have a bunch of ideas for how to like formalize it and keep it this like fun, laid back, we're just catching up kind of thing, but also make sure that we're serving up content to you guys and that it's something worth tuning into every single week whenever you can. But being able to do all that, which, you know, with one pair of eyes could just seem like maintaining the status quo from another perspective is like, oh my God, we did that. We managed that through a pandemic. We've got something special here. And as soon as we have the room, let's grow this. Let's blow it up. <laughs> let's let's make this happen. Big. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know there's like some real actual like tactical things that we're talking about, though, too. Like we've had so much fun doing the Instagram lives. We know that we want to try and add a video component to the weekly podcast so that you can see our faces more and see how we interact and react to each other. Because, you know, sometimes I'm rolling my eyes at Stacey and sometimes (laughs) Stacey is grimacing at me. We're not sure if that will happen in the first quarter of 
2021 or later, but we definitely want to do that. And we're still working on that class. We're definitely working to grow our community. And I think sponsorship is a really tricky thing to talk about, but we do have to acknowledge that like we wouldn't have been able to sustain this year and pay our amazing editor, Samantha, if it weren't for the sponsors that chose to work with us and really believed in this community too. And you know, sponsorship pays the bills. It keeps the lights on. It didn't I just feed you. But I think one of the things we both really want in 2021 is for sponsorships and our community to support us in a way that maybe it can be our full-time jobs. Yeah. Both of us. Maybe it won't happen at the beginning, you know, maybe it won't happen in 2021, but maybe it's something that we will be thrust into in the following year. Could be very cool. I'm glad you brought up sponsors and money because I think that people appreciate our real talk about food. And so real talk about running a podcast is that, listen, we maintained through a pandemic, so we could probably just keep recording, but this takes time away from paying work for us. Mm -hmm. And also the more of you who listen and say, this is so great, keep doing it. And where is that community? And we do want to see your faces more. You know, Megan and I are food professionals and we aren't comfortable (laughs) putting videos out there that aren't, you know, it doesn't have to be slick. We're not trying to like food network, you guys. Like this is still real life in our kitchens, our families around. But we like things to look good, to be clear, for the sound to be good so you guys can hear everything we're doing. Community. We want to grow the community in a place where it can be really, really robust and there can be all different ways for all of us to connect, you guys to connect to us, you guys to connect to each other. And that requires some like platform changes. The class requires a platform. All of that requires money. So, you know, I think that it's important that we're just like really clear about that. At the same time, we both are very aware of the fact and I've worked at other publications in the past where, you know, the money becomes the main driver and you forget like, yes, sponsors are needed to make the content happen. But without people who want that content, if you alienate them, then you also lose your platform. So you guys are just as important as the sponsors. It's, you know, it's a yin and a yang. And we want to make sure that we're working with brands and making moves that are meaningful to you guys. They're a good match. They're authentic. They are helpful and they enrich your experience of Didn't I Just Feed You? Word up. Also, speaking of things I want more money for, I can't (laughs) wait to revamp didn'tijustfeedyou.com next year. We want to be able to pull all of the recipes out of the show notes and let them live in a place where it's much easier for you to search them. But I got to be honest with you guys right now. No one goes to the website. The number of downloads every week do not match the number of page views to the site. So um, maybe this is a good place to say we should start a couple discussions in the listeners group and we can hear from you guys like, do you just not go to the website for recipes? And so the recipes need to live somewhere else. Like maybe they live in Instagram or maybe they live in a cookbook or something else where you can access them. And also like, you know, we always like to check in on bandwidth about like, would you guys rather 
pay for episodes and not have as many sponsors or like pay for some episodes. We definitely had the thought at the beginning of 2020 that we would be able to bring more mini episodes this year and have some of those be paid. And we just have not had the the bandwidth to get there either. But all of our ideas, those that in the class are not gone. They are still on a timeline that we have because we are actually professionals here. We do have a plan. (laughs) It's just... It just moves a little slow sometimes because we have other jobs. We're just always and trying to convince and... you all the time that we're professionals. We really are. Like, I know, really well, because you know, because I this is so much fun. But sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, we do know our stuff. I feel like at the end of the brazing episode, we had that moment. <laughs> we're yeah. like, oh, we're good. Like we actually know what we're talking about most anyway, of the time. Most yeah. of the time. <laughs> okay, so that's like a lot. A lot. Feed you in 2021. I want us to take a really quick break and, and give you this, like, you guys, this little reminder. This is another thing that helps us grow our community. And then I want to hear about your personal 2021, Stacey. Wait, stop the music. We have one more thing to say. We always have one more thing to say. (laughs) We know that we always encourage you guys to follow us on social, but we're taking a beat to let you know that it is not just about collecting follows. Engaging with you is a huge part of what's important to us. That's where Insta and our listeners group come in. When you see us on social, it's really us, you guys. No social media managers. Just me and Megan answering questions, listening to suggestions, and hanging out with you. It's our absolute favorite part of Didn't I Just Feed You, and we really want to see you there. We're at Didn't I Just Feed You on Instagram and also on Facebook. Though don't forget, you're not just following our main Facebook page, but clicking through to the listeners group. The password to join us is Whiskey. We can't wait to see you there. All right, so you want to get personal. That's what you're saying? Is that what's going on? Listen, I like, we get personal all the time. I mean, we cry on the phone. We do. Um, <laughs> on Zoom. We've cried on, on Zoom. Zoom. <laughs> yeah, we've definitely cried on Zoom. One of the pieces of feedback, because this is like how much we pay attention to what you guys share in the listeners group, that when we asked for episodes was that people really you know, love the episodes from like weight loss or from back to school where we really share like what's on our heart. And it's, it's a little, it's hard because I, I don't think of those as being very like service forward yes. episodes. And so we tend to do them less often because like what we're cooking eating now gives you a ton of ideas of like new products to try out or new recipes to try out or even like strategies for feeding your family. And this is less that. So we're kind of taking a risk here. You guys said you were interested in that. So yeah, Phyllis, I, I don't know how you, if you can like just give us a general check-in on how 2020 really was for you and what you're hoping to change in 2021. Yeah. Mine is actually pretty food related. Oh, cool. I love that. Because I feel like I had been in a pretty like steady, comfortable place with myself and eating, myself and my weight, which has been a struggle in my mind for years and years and years before like my recent history and with the way that I parent around food. I actually feel like I had an aha moment around the way I parent 
around food about two and a half years ago, right on the air here at Didn't I Just Feed You, we were having a conversation with nutritionist Jill Castle. And I had already been kind of in a groove because my boys were like fairly like healthy eaters. Like we were just in a groove, you know, some, you have some years where you're in a groove with your parenting, but I like felt bad about how things had started and how I was so adamant about low sugar and sweets. And, you know, I don't think I'd been very controlling, but I had also very much controlled what came into the house so that I didn't have to be controlling on the kids, if that makes any sense. It does. So, I kind of started to noodle on like a new way of thinking after that conversation with Jill Castle. Then intuitive eating pops up. I think, gosh, towards the end of the first season of Didn't I Just Feed You, that became like a big thing. And I was really into it for a while. And then I was like, hmm, I'm not so sure. I had to spike some issues with my um, PCOS. And at one point, lost, felt like I needed to lose some weight and went returned to a lower carb diet, which I kind of gone on and off of over the years. And then the pandemic hit. And there was a lot of emotional eating in the beginning. I gained 15 pounds like pretty quickly, like March, April, May. Wasn't feeling great about that, but was trying to just be at peace with it and like to forgive myself. And then also though, started to just like, really lean into just like, if that's what we're craving, that's what we'll get, not being restrictive, you know, buying Oreos, buying the cereals, whatever the kids wanted. And the kids started eating really, really differently. I've really been struggling with this. (laughs) Like it kind of went through almost all the way to Thanksgiving. And like, I think I mentioned this in last week's episode, like I stopped feeling good. started having stomach problems. Like F the weight. Like, I feel, ugh. Like, I feel like I'm eating too much sugar. I was craving sugar like crazy. Like, I'd wake up and I'd want cookies. Where I used to, like, wake up and I had, like, a range of healthy breakfasts that I was excited to eat. You know, either, like, my eggs or, you know, my oatmeal, which I really like normally. My Greek yogurt with cherries and, you know, candied pecans. Like, I had, like, a little... Yeah, right. It's none of none of how you've ever eaten in the past. Any iteration of it prior to this year has been like no sugar, no dairy. It's, Definitely not. It's actually like smart, a smart way to manage y- your PCOS more than right. anything, which manages your energy levels. And it kind of, you know, defined how I fed my kids. And like I was waking up and being like, I want cake. Like that's what I want to eat for breakfast. Like I want (laughs) at lunchtime. I want cookies now. And I kept saying, well, like this is such a tough emotional time. I should just be kind to myself and let myself. And I... I don't know. There's really no resolution. Like this story, I just feel like I'm droning on because it's not like it started here. I peaked here and now this is the resolution. I don't know because I'm just trying to figure out how to, I'm reflecting on it. It's just like a song. I don't really like, like when I go into what I perceive as intuitive eating, which may not actually be intuitive eating the thing that is talked about and promoted. Just like when I let myself eat whatever, I tend to, I consider spiral. And then I literally just want sugar and bread all the time. Yeah. 
and I don't feel great. And my kids are eating in a way that completely stresses me out. Oliver has been having stomach problems recently. And I was like, oh my gosh, do I have to do an elimination diet the way I did with Isaac when he had a period of two years of being dairy intolerant? And I started just to look at his diet and think like, I wonder if that's what it's about. He's thriving at school. He's doing great. Like he's been good, but he literally only eats carbs and dairy. Yeah. Like sugar, carb, dairy, sugar, carb, dairy. They both have completely fallen off on eating vegetables. And you know what? No judgment. So have I. And none of this feels great. Like this doesn't feel like I'm being good to myself and honoring my body. I feel like heavy. I feel lethargic. I feel like my cravings are more in control of me than I am of them. And then I start to beat myself up where I'm like, well, if I talk about it in terms of control, where I'm supposed to control my cravings, am I just controlling myself? And is that like psychological warfare with myself? But I actually just feel better. Like I feel better when I'm in more quote unquote control of what I eat than I am now. And I like wake up and I'm happy to eat my yogurt or my oatmeal or my low sugar smoothie. I want to wake up again and feel happy to eat those things because I know I can. Yeah. I think this is some the sort of like nuanced conversations that don't happen enough in like both the intuitive eating communities and, you know, anti-diet is like the the people who fall in between and they eat they eat a certain way because whether it's morally or physically, it makes them feel better. It makes them feel more like a whole person. And we can't really disconnect from that and in the conversations about you know, getting away from it being about weight loss, which I know for you is like, you mention it, but it's not necessarily like the driver. It's really just how you feel. And so I feel glad that we have a community where you can share that and talk about that. And I will always reference our weight loss episode, because even though I was in a weird place in that episode, I think you did a really good job of sharing the hows and whys behind all of that from a very like not weight loss perspective. Maybe I need to go back and listen to my... I think think you should. I think I should. I also just think sometimes when I'm like, I don't want to spend this much time thinking about food and eating and my diet. Like, I just need to like take two weeks, you know, get through the holidays, take two weeks, eat more vegetables, cut out the sugar because that will just cut my craving and then go back to like eating the way I've always eaten. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like way more balanced. And then like there, because I know there is a sweet spot that works for me. So anyway, that's, that's actually been a lot of my reflection. The parenting piece is a lot harder though, I have to say. And with Isaac being, you know, now he's about to turn 14. Yeah. Two weeks. It's insane. And he just came just today. He, we both had stomach problems the other day. Yeah. Both of us. In fact, like he couldn't go to in-person, his in-person program because uh, stomach problems disqualifies you from showing up in person in the building. Right. Just yesterday, this morning, he comes running up and he's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to order Wendy's from Uber Eats for lunch today. I need to. (laughs) I was like, I'm a hundred percent not paying for that. Yeah. Like, I will tomorrow, but please, like, listen to your body. Yeah. Please listen to your body. Like, (laughs) just connect. Like, you... Yeah, like, what is the drive behind that? Well, I'll tell you, the truth is that there's some YouTuber who was on Instagram Live showing his Wendy's lunch, and he was like, oh, my God, that looks so delicious. I need to eat that. (laughs) 
that was the drive. But like, I, you know, like that upsets me more than even just the food of it. You know what I mean? Like, fine. Like, I'll get him Wendy's tomorrow. But like, don't you notice that you didn't feel good? Like, haven't I taught you enough that like hot and spicy chicken nuggets from Wendy's plus a frosty and fries is not, is not the move today, bro. Like, that's not where you should be going with your lunch. You know, he's also 14 and whatever. I don't want to put too much weight in it, but like they're definitely eating fewer vegetables. They're saying they don't like certain vegetables that they have liked. Like, I hate that phase. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're not toddlers where that's just a normal phase. Right. And you're like, wow, all of the work that I've done to make them like even open to vegetables and and really like normalizing vegetables as a part of their diet is like out the window now. I'm starting from scratch again. Yeah. Like that is a big one. And it just makes me like, I think probably not. (laughs) We'll report back. (laughs) But it like that's a terrible feeling to have or to like worry about. You know, anyway. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. I'm hoping for a more balanced <laughs> 2021 with food and cravings. And like also we have that mini episode on comfort food. Like maybe I need to listen to that too. Because lately my comfort food really has been sugar. I think it's the holidays, honestly. Yeah. It kind of does that to everyone. Yeah. Also, totally. I think it's so great that you shared because I think a lot of people are feeling that way outside of PCOS, outside of low carb. It's like kind of come untethered at the end of the year. There's so much, <laughs> so, there's so many sweets and so much decadent food around. Mm. You're like so busy. So you're like doing more drive through or like frozen food, convenience things. And also like I'm, I sometimes feel when I'm, you know, really deep in meal planning or like deep in, in winter food, I feel like less excited about vegetables. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, it's like just potatoes and squash and stuff. But actually there's some really great winter fruits and vegetables that like hit in November and in January and February. So I think that it's like a good conversation to also bring to the listeners group and be like, um, what vegetables and fruit can we get excited about right Let's now? For do our kids? Let's do it. Word what up. about you? Oh my God. <laughs> your turn. I never get reco- nervous to record anymore. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, queasy <laughs> tummy. <sighs> okay. I'll just say it. We are 95% sure. I don't, I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to like say too soon, but <laughs> we are most likely leaving Boise for the South again. I'm not sure yet whether we'll end up in the Atlanta area where a lot of Brian's family is and where we lived for 12 years, or if we will end up in like Chattanooga, Tennessee area where Brian's parents now live. And we, it was also like on our short list when we were planning to leave Atlanta of places we would like to live. And we feel like it might be a good fit for our family as far as like outdoor culture and being a smaller city. I know that my sister lived in Chattanooga for a while, right? Really? And she lives in New Orleans now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because the South is where it's at. (laughs) Where it's at. I have an opinion, but it's 100% selfish. I actually don't. Chattanooga is actually really lovely. I have grown to really love Atlanta. I think it's like a thriving, interesting 
city that's really close to New York. So, <laughs> yeah, right. Also, you can't have been a witness to like what Stacey Abrams mm-hmm. and team, because I know it's a lot of other black women were involved in the front to get more voters, young African-American voters um, out voting for both the general election and now this runoff yep. that's happening January 5th. But like to see that is kind of the thing where you're like, <gasps> it kind of like makes you swell with pride and be like, yes, I want to I want to be a part of that as a culture, as a, in a city that is like thriving yeah, that way. Totally. I want to be like really clear that it wasn't 2020 that made us be like, oh, we need to leave Boise and move back to the South. It wasn't the election. I actually have been quietly asking Brian to move back for about two years. Um, <laughs> How long have you been in Boise all in? I've lost track. Three years. Okay. Three years. Like we are, we moved in this summer. So it's kind of funny because like we lived in Boise for a year before we started Didn't I Just Feed You? And then we kind of like started Didn't I Just Feed You right around the time that we'd celebrated a year in Boise. So you actually, we actually never like, you never knew Atlanta, Megan, or I didn't, Southern although Megan. we've only spent time, we've spent time in person only in Atlanta and New York. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. You've never been to Boise. <laughs> Which is fine. And I also want to be clear, like, there's nothing wrong with Boise. I mean, I could get into, like, the the larger political culture that exists in Idaho in general, but I won't. And just say that, like, Boise is a lovely city. It is growing a lot. And so there's a lot of growing pains. Like, we really kind of need a bigger house. We downsize significantly when we move from Atlanta. And we both agree that we downsize just like a little too much. Mm -hmm. And now, even three years later, we can't afford to buy a house that's a little bit bigger in our neighborhood. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And also, like, Boise is a city that struggles to have a really strong food identity. And there is so much a part of me that misses southern food. I miss being in Atlanta and being able to go to Buford Highway and get killer food from a hundred different cultures and also expose my kids to that. Like, I don't feel like I have that as much in Boise, although I'm not saying it doesn't exist. It's just not nearly as robust as it is in a big city. And also, you're in a season, your kids are still small. Like, pile in the car and go take a trip somewhere, you know, it's, yes. it, that's like a bit of a challenge, you know? It's a huge challenge. And when I started asking Brian to move back, I was like, I'm really burnt out. I'm tired of being the breadwinner. I feel like that's really hard to say because I don't want to discount that Brian does work and he does provide for our family in a lot of ways. But like my income is our, it's the steady, like it pays all the bills and pays for groceries um, reliable, dependable, but it also means like it's harder for me to leave or like make a transition because we're dependent on it. So I, I for so for so long I was like I'm just burnt out. I'd love to figure out like going part time at kitchen, or I'd love to figure out going full time with Did I Just Feed You and have my own hours. And then in 2020, we must have been halfway through the pandemic. It was like in July where I was like, you know what it is actually if I really take a step back, like I miss being around our people. Like I miss your parents being able to come over for a date night or like even just come over and like give the kids a kind of attention that we don't, that's different because we see them day to day. Um, And Ella's struggled with some mental health stuff this year where it made me very aware of how important those relationships had been to her when we lived in Atlanta because she grew up with Brian's mom as her primary childcare 
before she started school. And they have a really great relationship, which my mom and Ella also have a really great relationship. But my mom is still five hours away in being in Boise. And like, we always lived within a couple miles of Brian's parents during that time. So yeah, I think changing the narrative about, oh, I'm burnt out and I want to leave work to, I just miss our people. I miss like being in a city. I miss Southern food that made Brian be like, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> I miss my brother. He, he, yeah. he and his brother are very, very close. And so he was like, I would love to be near my brother and my best friend again and like have climbing buddies that I don't have here. It is very, it is very bittersweet because we have found a great community of like school friends in Boise. And there is some part of me that's like, we could just like, if I could just tough it out two more years, maybe Brian would be really busy here. And like the film industry would be booming and I could go part-time or, or like change my career. But like, I don't know that I have two years of burnout left in me. Like I'm already on fumes. I have a, a very, very dear friend who's a psychologist who several months ago was like, you know, I totally get why people are making big changes. And some people, maybe big changes have been in the works for a long time and this is what they needed to push them into it. Exactly. But let's just get through the pandemic. <laughs> you know, like, Let's breathe and make our way through all of that so that we can really like take the lessons that we have here and then apply them. And something that I know has been a big lesson for me, and I think has also been for you, is that community and like in-person community right. is so precious and so easy to take advantage of, especially when you're a working parent and you're busy and like, you know, you maybe don't see, you know, you don't go to grandma's house every single weekend, even though you could. And you don't see those friends, you know, only once a month. And really you could once a week. Those relationships are so important. And I know because you've talked to me about it, how much you love the community you've built in Boise but those like deep ties that we have are so important. And I think that's yeah. a reflection that you allowed yourself to make it through. Not that we're at the end of the pandemic, but it definitely feels like. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it last week, right? There is a small light that we know yeah. the vaccine is coming. Yeah. Even just to know that like there will be warm weather again in the totally. spring and we'll be able to get out. Totally. It's a big deal. You know, so that helped you, like, if you had tried to just move in the middle of all the madness of 2020, it would have been this, like, burnt out narrative. But, like, you just sat with it for a little while, both of you guys. And you know why you're moving. And I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think especially after this year, it's going to be so rewarding and nice. You're going to live relatively close to your best friend, which makes such a difference. She lives in Georgia, in Atlanta, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. And family. It's just a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. I'm it's, so excited for you. I'm excited too. I really, I really think it's like the right move for our family and that makes me excited. Yeah. And I think maybe it'll give you more time and better opportunities to like be with you and see you and do didn't I just feed you work together listen girl I'm excited about that New York and Atlanta or even Chattanooga like what that's we'll it just, in the same time zone. I know it just <laughs> feels so much closer somehow it really does it really does and 
I just think, you know, I do, I think I want to like prepare our audience that there may be two weeks where maybe you have a different host with you. Like you have a guest host or something. We could do that. And I bet that'd be really fun. But can I make a prediction? Sure. (laughs) We always say that I'm too much. But you were saying that I think it was in last week's episode. Mm -hmm. Were you saying that like you realize like you're not good at being low key? You'll probably just work the calendar to make sure that we (laughs) schedule ahead of time. That and we'll seems get them incredibly the likely and very acute observation, Stacey. <laughs> Thank you for that. I, now I want to know what everyone else is looking forward to in 2021. Also, I kind of, I'm so nosy. I fully am aware of that. But like, if you made a big life change this year, I want to hear about it in the listeners group. I know like a ton of people who have like moved or gotten divorced, or they've added a roommate. Like, there's so many wild stories about how 2020 has changed people's lives, and I want to hear them. Um, Maybe in our listeners group? That would be awesome. So, with all that, I promise not to drop any more bombs here, but I would go ahead and make sure you're subscribed to our newsletter to get an exclusive recipe, plus our pick of the week every single week. And just as a reminder, you can subscribe at didn'tijustfeedyou.com or follow the link in our Instagram bio to get there. And speaking of Instagram, you can find us there and also on Facebook in both places as at Didn't I Just Feed You. Just keep in mind that the real Facebook fun is happening on our private listeners group, which we're always talking about. The password to be let in is whiskey. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you get your podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. Do you know that every time we're doing the outro, I do like a little dance to it? I don't know why. I just know <laughs> so it's, it's a perfect segue to say our music is good old time files. Cohen provided by Jamendo. A huge thank you to our editor, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well fed until next Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. I love you and me. Reflections on me. I hope Samantha can, like, just sync us up and just sound so good. We'll get a recording deal. Uh, We're better talkers than we are singers. (laughs) All right. Just sing, sing, sing. I'll just say, who cares? Um, hear that the music. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bring us back from that break. And left me alone.